I'm Halima Atta, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective. Today's discussion point is something that definitely resonates with a lot of students today, I'm included. To specify, it deals with our participation in the many academic programs put in place that never fail to amaze our parents on paper, but tend to all share negative impacts related to our mental health, social standing, among others that are largely unconsidered and constitute burnout. So obviously, it's important to know like what I'm talking about when I refer to academically rigorous programs. So what are they? An academically rigorous program is any one which is met with curriculum that has high levels of student engagement and learning. These high levels of learning are usually associated with a heavier or more difficult course load relative to the average learner or student in a regular program and tend to be approached with challenging courses. For example, high school credit classes taken in middle school and curriculum. Although these programs usually reap benefits such as higher test scores and better college or high school admissions in general, they come at a cost for the majority of students involved. I'm not like not a financial cost. That was purely rhetoric, if you didn't catch that. So these negative impacts on students, which I mentioned earlier, are all associated with these rigorous learning programs, such as that of international baccalaureate IB or pre-IB2, gifted students and programs, um, gem programs, advanced learning, etc. For those of you listening in like different states, these are merely programs we have here in Florida, with the exception of IB though, it's international. So, For starters, it's important to actually define what these labels and programs even mean. To begin, as stated by the Florida Department of Education, gifted students are students who have superior intellectual development and are capable of high performance. Each school district serves gifted students through local plans that provide academic and social emotional support. Now, a lot of people typically don't discuss that these titles are interesting because they have lasting effects on individuals that are labeled with them. And in elementary school, um, that just meant I took a test downtown during which I looked at some shapes and some guy made me recite the alphabet backwards. I passed and I could get out of class sometimes to talk to a counselor, nothing more. And being a gifted student, it had lasting effects on me and others in that position, as well as involvement in several rigorous or untraditional academic programs like pre-IB, GEM, and advanced classes. So for most of the students, besides those of us in the gifted program in which the entrance test is taken early in elementary school, I took it when I was like seven, these programs are introduced in middle school, and that's where the issue starts. The thing with burnout is that it's brought along not with age or as you get older and enter high school, but with heavy involvement in these programs, and it has to do primarily with workload and objectives, and probably the most important, the the approach, the approach to learning and teaching. What constituted our curriculum as middle schoolers for those of us in the special programs like GEM? Advanced programs included a lot of different things and learning objectives that were really different from those in normal programs. For starters, we were called GEM kids while others not involved in these programs are referred to as general. That one may not seem like a big deal, but labels have a lot more power than people like to think. And this led to the thinking pattern and the mindset that like, since we're not general students, we're held to a higher standard, which the teachers did not fail to reiterate every single day. We felt we were more important. I mean, maybe that's just me. I'm not conceited, I promise, but like, I felt like I was more important as we were always the first to be showcased at like school or parent events where they were showing like the magnet programs and we took harder classes, which were at the high school level. This is where the pressure kind of all started for me, at least at my school. 
Incentives like honor roll assemblies were paraded as if they were the only true way you could prove your smarts or success. This lets us stress that um, I have to get straight A's for like a cupcake and the certificate and to meet that standards that those standards that teachers were always forcing. And this is where the need for perfection and avoidance of any type of failure started. For me, this mindset manifested itself into a constant state of stress. If I even dared to earn a B and suddenly made it to just a normal honor roll instead of the perfect 4.0 straight A one, I would panic. And you're probably thinking, like, middle school classes were easy. Why were, why were you freaking out? Most of them were, but the introduction of high school credit classes at 12 years old was stressful for me. Even though I did well in them all, I was scared of failure, something instilled in my head by my teacher since I was a gifted gem student, not to mention the online classes I was doing. I was taking like French 2 in 6th grade, um, French 3 in 7th, and in 8th I was taking biology, and they were all honors, and physical science honors. Those did not help at all, clearly. I have vivid memories, too, of myself like crying when I would get a B. Um, the second time was probably the most notable. It was in seventh grade civics class. I ended with an 87, and I stayed in the classroom after school and just cried very hard. It was different because instead of crying for no reason, because I'm usually just dramatic, it was because I thought it was a failure because I would no longer get the straight A recognition at my honor roll assembly. Because all of the pressures from this program and the labels I had, I thought I needed to have perfect grades, and I thought I single-handedly ruined um, my school's gem program's livelihood. So another thing that was important to note about these academically rigorous programs we were in at some point is that their objectives were kind of, they were very odd. They stressed picking your careers, like as middle schoolers, with a tool called Naviance. And I know that it sounds good on paper, it sounds good initially like if I tell you that your your seventh grader is going to be learning like what colleges they might be interested in you'll think they're advanced and they're ahead of everyone and they're smart yay successful but like essentially we were just choosing top name colleges and careers we wanted and doing surveys mindlessly not really knowing the point at least for me I had to reiterate this because I'm not trying to speak for everyone's personal experience but for me myself I was just clicking the Ivy League colleges, thinking that was the only way to go because that's what they really stressed. Just college without knowing what these careers even were. I didn't even know what constituted being like in the medical program. I just blindly wrote it down because that's what was stressed as good and important and successful. They didn't teach us any other aspects of college, such as financials, being well-rounded, extracurriculars. We didn't know how to balance our extracurriculars because it wasn't stressed at all. Only choosing colleges and choosing careers that were known as successful and making money and just college like college was stressed and talked about so heavily but they failed to recognize and encourage us to learn about the other aspects of it that are a lot more realistic I grew up thinking that if you didn't go to an ivy league you were stupid and if you did you were smart and successful when that's such a narrow idea of success and college education not to mention, not everybody, not everyone is going to go to college at some point. Some people can't afford it. Some people will enter a trade. Some people already have a job for them. It's a very narrow idea of what college is and if we even need it. Essentially, what I'm trying to get at is that we should have enjoyed middle school, like childlike things. I don't mean like playing with Legos and napping because we were 13 at some point. However, us focusing primarily on choosing colleges without any type of background information or realistic logistics about what it's going to actually be like in the future. Instead of that, we should have been focusing on 
things like going on field trips, immersing ourselves in different cultures and learning about new topics that will actually help us in the future and build the foundation for our college life if we choose to go. Instead, we are more susceptible to breakdowns and pressure to get straight A's, leading to burnt outness, I don't know if that's a word, but leading to us getting burnt out and losing our motivation or drive to succeed intrinsically in high school. We were introduced to the need for perfection or avoidance of any type of failure, and it became a mentality. It stems so much deeper than only wanting the honor roll assembly after party in middle school or wanting to go to Princeton or something like that. As a student in one of these rigorous programs, the allocation of our time was poor, meaning that we spent more time learning and teachers spent more time teaching us to take harder classes purely for high school credits and to get good scores and grades and GPAs rather than to truly intake the content we were learning. I took, I took high school credit classes literally just for the credit, not for the experience or to learn any type of actual content. For example, we spent more time, and probably most notably, we spent more time on tools like Naviance planning out our futures in terms of colleges we'd be attending rather than what we'd even be going to university for as seventh and eighth graders, which is relatively early. Despite what I just said though, I actually think it's really important for middle schoolers, seventh and eighth graders to you know, be exposed to college education and what it's like um, and to you know get an idea of pursuing education beyond that of high school. However, I feel like the approach of the vast majority of teachers and educators in these academically rigorous programs is poor and it's executed wrongly in the fact that you have to go to college and you have to do this and you can only go to these colleges where you'll be smart. If not, you're dumb. And yeah, it wasn't that extreme. That was purely an exaggeration. However, the method and the approach in which they taught us these things, the way that they stress college education more than the content that we actually needed to be learning just induced stress and led to academic burnout. I think that's where almost all of the academic programs, whether it's GEM or IB, pre-IB, advanced programs, um, gifted programs, I feel like that's where they all tend to fall short. They tend to prepare students for where to go to college and just instill such high expectations instead of teaching us other factors like how we need to immerse ourselves in extracurriculars and learn something new and immerse ourselves in different activities, teaching us other factors like finances, do you even have the financial stability to go to top named schools, um, scholarships, and teaching to learn, not for test scores and college admissions. That's where I feel a lot of schools miss the mark, regardless of high grades and stuff like that. And a lot of programs use these high ratings to kind of boast and parade themselves to parents and other educators and students, making it seem like, yeah, your child is having a severe case of burnout and they're, they feel pressure to get straight A's and they cry when they get B's, but you know, we're A rated and it kind of masks that mental toll and burnout that's caused by the pressure that's instilled in us by these programs. And that's a mentality that I still unfortunately have, and that's a problem. It still affects me today as a high schooler. I'm entering my junior year and I'm still affected by this mindset that was preached to me so often in middle school. It's been so heavily instilled in my and a lot of my classmates' brains. And as a gifted student, all of these expectations and teaching to the test for scores, for honor roll and GPA and etc. has completely changed my perceptual set as to what it means to learn to be a good student. And I think that's where I want you guys to like stop and listen. Ask yourself what that means to you. What does it mean to be a good student? What does it mean to be a successful learner? If you mention good grades, scores, top colleges primarily, your mindset is flawed. And for a lot of people, including me, that's definitely accredited to academic burnout. I didn't make it clear, I just wanted to quickly define burnout. It's basically a state of emotional, physical, 
and or mental exhaustion caused by excessive or prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant standards. Clearly, up to this point, all of my evidence has been purely anecdotal from me personally as a gifted GEM student advanced learner. However, I wanted to make sure that my claims aren't biased because I have really strong thoughts and sometimes they're inaccurate. To do this, I put together a little survey of about five questions to just get a sense of how my peers really feel about academic burnout and how they've been affected by these rigorous programs in middle school and even elementary. So I surveyed a little over 60 people and I'm just going to read some of the questions and tell the results. So guided by my prompt, which read, following or influenced by your past participation in a rigorous learning program, international baccalaureate, gifted, honors, advanced, etc. My first question read, do you feel a pressure to succeed rather than an intrinsic motivation to? An astonishing 83.6% of respondents said yes and 16.4% said no. Second, have you ever found yourself struggling to rely on others for academic help? 67.2% said yes, and 32.8% said no. Third, do you feel that your drive to attain good grades has reduced? 60.7% of respondents answered yes, and 39.3% answered no. So this was definitely the most split or divided response out of all of the questions. And fourth, the last of the yes or no questions, do you find it challenging to balance school and life slash extracurricular activities? 73.8% of respondents answered yes, and 26.2% answered no. So what I concluded from this was that the stress and pressure placed on us by the standards that we were forced to uphold as GEM students, as gifted students, etc., etc., in these rigorous programs from early ages like 11 to 13 in middle school, what they did was induce burnout, which led to us not wanting to rely on other people, especially our teachers, unfortunately, for academic assistance when we felt vulnerable because we felt that, you know, primarily gifted students especially, we felt like we're gifted and we're, we're geniuses and we, we need to be able to answer problems on our own because I was so heavily stressed. Independence led to just failure, which we wanted to avoid so badly. Another thing that I took away from this is that we kind of lost our intrinsic drive to learn and to succeed. Um, this is something that I definitely struggled from and that I'm kind of improving, but I'm sl very slowly improving. For example, in middle school, that pressure to succeed, that pressure to get straight A's, only it kind of led to our intrinsic want and our personal want to learn and to get good grades for ourselves, to better ourselves, to learn. It led to that diminishing and instead wanting to learn only for the grade and only to uphold that A-plus rating that our schools boasted, our programs boasted. And it just led to burnout, which is what these responses clearly show. This last question was a short response, and I feel like it's one that will resonate most with learners today and students and my classmates and peers, given that you guys are the ones that gave these answers. But the last question was a short response that asked, how has your desire to learn been affected? And I'm just going to read some of my favorite ones. Learning has become less of an exciting challenge and more of a stressful activity. I'm sometimes more worried about the grade than remembering the actual material. The negative impacts of not earning good grades has been so ingrained into my mind that it's actually just sparking fear within me and de-incentivizing me from wanting to do work. Another student said, I'm in a constant state of stress at my school, which makes my ability to learn harder and also causes me to not retain the information well enough because of the fast-paced environment we're put in. 
Another person said, honestly, very drastically, I want to succeed and learn new things, but the amount of motivation and drive that I have has depleted a lot. Another person answered, I just don't care as much, which sucks because I have to force myself to do good so I can go to a good college. That one definitely resonated with me the hardest, given that it's something that I talked about, particularly in this episode, the stress of college without the importance of other aspects that go into college and why you even would want to go to college. To read a few more, one student said, it's more about the pressure of getting good grades to get into a good college rather than wanting to learn. Um, My motivation to do something has dwindled, so instead of learning, I prefer to rest. This could be because of the educational burnout I've experienced over the years as a student. And another student said, nothing matters except for the letter on my report card. So one thing that I took away that was particularly unique from this study is that the effects of academic burnout come on a large spectrum. Some people felt completely negative about um, their desire to learn after being in these rigorous programs, saying things like, I've literally lost the motivation and pressure to have good grades, saying things such as, my desire to learn takes a backseat to my desire to pass, and statements like, I no longer find joy in learning. Whereas other people feel that this participation in academically rigorous programs have been positive for them, saying things like, I feel like my desire to learn comes from myself. My mom hasn't really been the type to check my grades and things of that sort. I feel like I do these things for myself mostly. As well as saying things like, I want to learn now more than ever. Whereas other people are completely indifferent about it, saying, my desire to learn has been affected by me now knowing that nothing matters in the end, or I don't know, I'm just here. Moving on from the results of the study, in which if you participated, thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed reading every single response. Lastly, people seem to be unaware of the awful learning culture in this country as a whole, which is where the problem with burnout starts, is why it's ubiquitous among students, high schoolers especially, and why it's so commonly accepted. So as I mentioned previously, my mom's from England. She moved to the States when she was well into her 20s. And this is important because we were having a conversation the other day about this topic as I was like researching for this episode, in which she told me that college admittance isn't so focused on grades in England. I know that's how it is here too, but a lot less. Grades are so much more significant in our academic lives. And although like, yeah, colleges look for other factors in an applicant, these middle school programs, these rigorous programs like GEM, Gifted, etc., make it seem as if that's all that matters, as if grades are all that matters. This can be attributed to us not being exposed or taught how other factors might influence college choice, like financial stability, location, among so many others. I literally believed at one point that if you're at Princeton or another Ivy, etc., you're smart and successful, but if you're at another place that isn't an Ivy, you're dumb, and an Ivy should always be where you go. It's very dumb, but that was how I thought at one point, and that was influenced in part by these rigorous programs I was a part of. The fact that in America, the learning culture is so centered around grades, which are so subjective, is toxic. Apart from a couple standardized tests, teachers are very picky in terms of grades, and some grade us subjectively, instill this harmful pressure, and we revolve our learning around this loop, around this cycle. It's not uniformed around the world. I also wanted to stress the importance of aptitude rather than achievement. I've learned about this in AP Psych this year, and to break it down to simpler terms, aptitude is a natural capability of an individual to perform a certain task successfully without previous knowledge or information, whereas achievement and like achievement tests demand previous study to get a better score. Basically, um, in aptitude tests, a good example of that would be the SATs, whereas an achievement test could be like 
the F cat, or that's, wasn't that like abolished? Okay, a good example of like an achievement test could be like the FSAs. In simpler terms, a couple tests I take based on chapters of irrelevant content aren't reflective of my ultimate potential that will build the foundation for my future. As students, we get so much of our self-worth and identity from our test scores, GPAs, and all of the numbers and the logistics. I still suffer from this sometimes, this thought process. We all do. And this is all thanks to that toxic learning culture where we learn that good grades equal smart and bad grades equate to stupidity. Instead, we should be learning that good test scores equate to good test scores and bad ones may be equal. You need to study more on that topic. Try again. You make mistakes. There's no reason that students um, with low scores in like, I don't know, a social studies class take away that their C in the class means that they're dumb and they won't succeed in the future. I thought like that in middle school. It literally just means you need to pay more attention to the Mayan culture section and the Incan ruins. That's literally it. What I'm trying to say is that we need to stop as students putting our worth into mere scores and numbers. And educators need to stop teaching us this. It's really harmful. Not to mention, teachers should not be so strongly involved in our grades to the point where they determine our future. And when I say teachers, I'm talking about bad ones. Those are the ones I'm referring to. I'm clearly not um, the only one that feels this way. It's evident in the fact that one student wrote about how they feel like teachers genuinely don't care about um, you understanding the material, but rather on passing rates. And another person saying, teachers give so much work and I got to the point where it's too stressful. It's a burnout. It's not a fair assessment. To wrap it up, it's not to say that those of us that are academically burnt out are all failing. I mean, I hope not. Personally, I still learn high scores, really good grades. I mean, calculus is another conversation, but for the most part, I still earn really good grades. But it's not an accurate reflection of me and the issues I sometimes face as a result of the pressures of academic programs I've been in and the methods in which I've been taught. People love to combat um, burnout by saying, well, you still earn good grades, so like, what's the harm? What did it really do? Like, yeah, I can write an eight-page analysis on a study of, like, chimps, but I'm too scared and find it hard sometimes to ask my teachers for help and rely on myself. The mere fact that as a gem student in seventh, eighth grade, I was being treated like a high schooler simply because I was in algebra, as if I wasn't 12 and still learning, contributed to this issue for me and a lot of my classmates. Of course, I still struggle sometimes in terms of grades. We all do, and that's why we study. That's why we study. I'm not perfect. But I wish I was taught to truly learn, to engage with others when I needed help instead of feeling pressured to do it on my own because I'm gifted. It's a mindset that's followed me all the way into high school and the results of my study showed that with a student saying, quote, I think that in middle school, everyone was given the title gifted and yes, it encouraged me and a lot of others that we could complete our tasks, um, homework, classwork, etc. But now in high school, it's affected my self-esteem about my academic abilities. I would have much preferred to be told what my limit were was with certain subjects so I could continue to improve on them in high school instead of being told I was practically a genius. The whole losing motivation to learn thing comes on a spectrum. Some of my peers felt that they have saying things like they, they have lost their motivation completely and they don't have any desire to learn, whereas some say their motivation has increased whereas others say that they feel indifferent, saying things like, I don't even know anymore. But to truly wrap up, although this problem seems largely unsolvable, it's really not. All it needs is some change in teaching habits and curriculum that all start in the classroom. With that being said, I feel like for teachers particularly, they're the root of the issue. Stop teaching students and children, impressionable children for that matter, that 
getting a good grade on a test means that you're successful, you're amazingly smart, and you're going to succeed in the future. Instead, teach them that getting an A on a civics test means that you studied your civics book well. Nothing more, nothing less. And stop teaching students that do poorly on exams, achievement exams, might I mention and add, that they're not going to be successful and that they're failures, but instead teach them that maybe you just need to study that particular subject more. It's not a measure of your entire potential and what you can do in the future. I feel like a lot of educators and teachers aren't aware of just how much power their words hold and how much power that their teaching approaches have on students, especially young impressionable children, elementary school, middle school, and how that can affect their mindset into high school. There are some points where I was called shy by teachers, and although it didn't phase me as like a fifth grader, it affected me in the sense that it led to me talking even less because I felt that I had to fit that perception. I know that doesn't relate to this at all, but what I'm saying is that words hold weight and approaches to teaching hold even more weight, especially for children. Essentially, academic burnout can be avoided by a little bit of change in curriculum and a change in approach to learning from teachers and educators that all start in the classroom. With that being said, I hope this episode resonated with you, and for the educators listening, I hope you take something away from this. And I mean that in the most respectful way possible. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for a new episode, and thank you for listening.